0: Jack Tago reminds me Nick Brown for any Brown. I'm joined by Mr. Nathan Custis. Nathan, how you doing? Hello, Nick Brown. How was that? How you been? Oh, great. That's fantastic. How are you? Well, I'm doing fantastic. Fucking know. Yeah, fuck yeah. Let's talk about the greatest or the best gigs that we have been to in our entire existence on this world. Nick, I've drank too much alcohol. I don't remember anything. I know. It's hard to do. Mm. I don't really... Uh, you know something actually straight up about gigs? I've never drank at gigs. I've never been that person.
1: And I don't think you have really. No, I remember one gig that we went to early days when we were like 16. It was a Rise Against gig at Festival Hall. Yeah. Didn't make, I wasn't going to talk about it on the show, but. Our mate Sammy Tyson rocked up with a six pack of beers, and we had a couple of beers. I threw up in the pit that night. <laughs> I did. I actually threw up in the pit. So
0: I think it's about yeah, especially when you're having those kind of beers. A lot of time they're warm, and you're drinking them in oh, the car, and it's just it's just a gross feeling, and <sighs> you're all, you're all like foamed up inside you. It's like that uh,
1: was my return after big day out, which is yeah, on my list. So uh, absolutely. the b- most adrenaline ever, and you're like your
0: heart's pumping, and you just well. So how do how do we talk lad. about this now? Because like yes. you know, which uh, the title gigs and I want to kind of like, work out our kind of. Our boundaries. Boundaries? Here. Are we talking festivals as well? Because festivals to me are kind of a bit different. They're not really a gig. I reckon go gigs
1: inside festivals instead of the festival itself. Okay. So well, like if um, if you remember a set from a Soundwave, whether it okay, was a, so like a Let Live count. show yeah. or like a fucking Ghost in- I remember Ghost Inside, Soundwave was 2013, they played or 14. It was one of the 14, two. yeah. 14, I was jumping up and that yeah. was the, the, the funnest pit I reckon I've ever been That's in. So, so, so like yeah. little moments like that. Perfect. Well, do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? I'll start, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going over to America. Okay. Seattle. Yes. So, the pot box. The pot box? I don't fucking is that know. What is it called? The Starbucks cafe? I don't fucking know. Nick, it was something. It was so, was so over in Seattle. So I went up the to the Hard Seattle.
0: Rock Cafe. Hard Rock Cafe, That's exactly. It.
1: That's exactly where it was. But Nick, so <laughs> I, I was box. walking down the main the street. Pot the Pop Box. Something like that. A Starbucks, one of the two. But Nick, I walked over to this fucking random place in Seattle, just walking the main streets, doing my thing. And I'm just like, all right, I'm going to see what's on tonight. I've got a free night yep. in America by myself. What am I going to do? Do, do? Well, Nick, it was actually um, game seven of the World Series that night. Okay. So it was the Cubs versus. The um the Dodgers. So the Cubbies hadn't won a title in a hundred years. I'm like, I'm not going to watch the baseball. I'm going to go to a show. Yeah. Band called the Wonder Years. Nick. Yes. So Jason Butler, very good friends with the singer of these guys. And I'm like, oh, why not? This this might be a fun show. Interesting lineup, Nick. There's actually a lot of bands in the pop punk scene when yeah. I look back to it. It was a band called Real Friends, pretty big band in the, the pop punk scene. Knuckle Puck, really yep. cool band. And then Moose Blood. Actually, they played in Australia a couple of years ago. Played a really good they show.
0: They played Unify. Played Unify as well. Yeah. Moose
1: Blood, they're really cool band. I saw them that, night. I'm like, this is really cool. But Nick, I saw that. So I went to this night
0: and I really enjoyed it. Maybe it's because i was in a different country. No, absolutely, I agree that that really does help. I think a lot of the times when you are in a different country, just yep. it just has a different vibe, and you feel like you're. I don't know. There's just something odd about. It's it It's just a different feeling. Yeah, it's like. When, but when you're in a different country, it's a different feeling. Like I, 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 don't say this in a way that I just keep breaking laws when I'm overseas. But yeah. like, you don't feel like the law exists when you're overseas. No, like you don't like really you... feel like you're going to get arrested and you're like your life's going to be ruined. No. So you just go out and start punching people In the street. You like... throw it down. And you're just like, well, I got
1: no, no fucking nothing to lose here, Nick Brown. Why not? <laughs> Have you got one for
0: overseas? You got an overseas member? Uh, so or? overseas one actually. I I wanted to go, you know, I could go the I went to see Hacktivist. um yes. it was a couple of nights before New Year's twenty want gonna say, when I was over in Europe and London. That was an amazing show, but I, I kind of wanted to I wanted to try and make my gigs as much as possible be kind of like overall show, so multiple fans. Yes. Yeah. So the, Good the, the gig I wanna go with is when I saw architects off the All Gods tour it was architect stray from the path and make them suffer Fuck. and i saw them on in this place in toronto Oh, and Canada. It, this it was this stage and i just remember the pit it was so weirdly that the shape of it was so strange it was all floor the floor was concrete it was all kind of bumpy and it kind of angled downhill kind of thing it was dangerous it, yeah no absolutely <laughs> and i was just, it role. was the weirdest <laughs> shit i've ever seen and i remember going to see that and Every band killed it. I thought that, like, Stray were amazing. Like, it was probably, like, the last time I saw Stray that I was, like, really invested in them. And, like, Architects came out. And I remember, like, All Gods was a great album, but, like, I kind of was a bit off the Architects bandwagon at that time. Yes, it was more like I'm gonna be in the area. Why not go to a show? As probably the same exact same review with the Wonder Years.
1: Well, I'm not a fan of the Wonder Years. I yeah. just went
0: because it was a show. I'm Absolutely, just like, and you're
1: go like, just, well, go do something.
0: What else are you gonna do? Kind of thing. And there's no other shows. You go, on and one. it was like forty bucks a ticket as well. Like, it was forty Cheap, bucks. Yes. Was forty bucks Canadian, which is like forty one bucks Australian. <laughs> like, it's there's no difference. Why not? And so I went to that, and it was fucking amazing. I really, I really loved it. And I thought, like, man, it was a time where I was like, man, Architects are pretty great, aren't they? Do you yeah.
1: have a memory? Like, do you have a song memory? Like from that I, night that w- once stood out?
0: I remember. <laughs> First World Problem Child Probably being the big one Because um, he would have done it Sam yeah, Carter yeah, would have done it Absolutely yeah. shit. And um, I just remember that song Because it was just like That's one of my favourite Stray songs um, I remember The song Match Made in Heaven Ooh. And I just think that That's such an amazing track As well That's and a I, tribute song it was now, one the, it? It's probably one of the last times I was involved in that You know like that Feeling when you're in a pit Like you're, you're genuinely In a pit And yep. you're kind Of, like, you're bouncing off everyone, you Were kind you of conducting the pit, man? You can't control. I wasn't like, I wasn't at this stage, but it's like one of the last times because I don't really pit too much these days. But yep. one of the last times I can remember where I was like in the pit the whole show, yep. like, and it's those kind of things are cool, those kind of memories are fun.
1: I've got a good memory. Bring me the horizon on the first love tour, yes. So. While she sleeps with the main support for this and I reckon this was Bring Me's best set list. I got the set list in front of me Yeah. So Mantra. Yep. Into Avalanche. Yep. Into the House of Wolves. Yep. In a happy song. Yep. Mother tongue. Meh. Don't care. Wonderful Life. Yep. Shadow Moses. Yeah. Follow you. Meh. We walked out at that stage. Nick, Nihilas Blues. Yeah. Can you feel my heart? Yeah. Antivist. Yeah. Drown. Yeah. Encore. Yeah. Doomed. Yeah. The heavy medley. Yeah. Medicine. Thrown to finish. Wow.
0: That's a big set, isn't it?
1: I'm pretty sure that's the night that we actually walked out during Follow You and we saw Loz from While She Sleeps. Yeah. That's so that, that, that literally was like why I have that yeah like, they're, they're, they're like my two favorite bands in the scene while she sleeps and bring
0: me and we got to go have a little chat with him absolutely and it was that was a really fun show because like that medley and like I know I know this sounds very like silly and like you know people might be like oh they had it planned. I can tell you now with full confidence they did not have that plan. They weren't. They were pretty pissed. That they, the LED the shit, like you know, the best way I can put it is like the the stage setup for every song had like this, all these videos and all this kind of stuff to make it all look very cool. And it did. It looked amazing. And then it gets to the LED, um, gets to the heavy thing, and it's just literally just the logo just kind of shaking like. It's just like the most basic 2005 kind 100%. of like Photoshop edit kind of stuff, and it's like they—I don't think they had to play. They didn't play anywhere else in the thing. It was because some dickhead had to sign up, and like you know, praised that dickhead a little bit. But like, I was it, there was a moment where it felt like this might derail the show because Ollie did not look fucking happy with it at the start. I got it mixed up.
1: Yeah. So 17 was the show that we okay, saw yeah, on with yeah, uh, yeah. with him, but um, that was the night actually. Frankie Carter and Yumi at Six was supporting, hey, yeah, bring the right. Too. Well, that was before, like, I, I like Frankie going into
0: that, and I actually thought, like, they're not a fucking arena band at yeah. all, but they actually did pretty well that night. I'll tell you a show that I, I love, Farms um, yes. front to back, um, and I remember when it was announced, it just felt very massive. Yes. Uh, Bring Me the Horizon, Mice and Men, CrossFave. Um, they came down 2013. 13. This is after that big sound wave, and I saw Metallica, and I was like, I. they were playing at the same time as Bring Me, and I was a bit bummed, and I was like, ah, damn, like, it was one of those things where you're like, ah, you got to go with Metallica, but there is a part of you that's like, ah, maybe you should have gone for Bring Me, because they're fun. They'd be a funner band to watch. Was well, Eternal sense. out at that stage? That wasn't out yet. So okay. they, I think they had Antivist out at that stage, or maybe Shadow Moses, and there might have been those two songs, but the album itself wasn't out. So there is a style. Yeah. Still. So like, and so I didn't see there. Then the um the album came out, and then they announced a tour and. Yeah, Crossface was a band I'd just gotten into And they had been At that Soundwave as well This is like 10 months After that Soundwave They came back down Mice and Men Were a huge band At yes. the time I remember Crossface I still believe Crossface stole the show I really do It's probably the best Opening act I've ever seen Um, The crowd was Absolutely mental for it And My of Men I remember feeling Very American In comparison yeah. Generic
1: or at that stage just, Yeah
0: just in, in the sense Of like their, their Stage get up And like they're doing Like the bit Wanky They're doing like The jumping spins And all oh, that shit no. And I was just like hey, They remember style so. Yeah a little bit Little bit And, like, it was an amazing show, but, like, I just remember, like, CrossFaith just taking the cake. Bring Me Were Amazing as well. But, like, just one of those shows where you go... It was also one of those shows where I was in the pit, and I wasn't old at this stage. I was probably, like, 20, Mm. 19, 20, and... I remember looking around and like, man, I can see over everyone. Everyone's fucking tiny. Like, this I don't is know. The what, best. I don't know if bring me to rise and just have short fans or just everyone's Mikey, Mikey from Gloom Heights stuff. or oh something God. like that. But it just felt very strange to be a part of that because I, I felt old, but I was twenty. I definitely wasn't old. Well, <laughs>
1: that weird to think. Yeah, it's like when you go out now, like to a club, and you're like, I'm fucking twenty eight now. Yeah. I, I should not be here. Doesn't feel right. Nick, I got one for actually a data remember, Amity Affliction, the ass yes, back in the day. So I'm pretty sure you're in Europe when this happened, but yeah. um. Motionless and White were another one of the support bands and they'd come off um a really cool album. I'm pretty sure it was... Reincarnate. Reincarnate. Yeah. So that was a, a ripping song and I was really keen to see them. Um, Ghost Inside pulled out because they yep. actually had the accident during yes. that stage, which was really tragic and not to get to see them in the show. But Amity actually played After a Day to Remember. I know it was the Aussie thing. I'm like, no one believed that they should have been on a After a Day, <laughs> Day to Remember. But this is a fun gig, like really fun gig. It was the second time I was seeing a Day to Remember live. Saw so them at the Festival Hall a few years earlier. Yeah. Now, Rawson did the TP thing. Had, it was just a, they're just a fun band to watch live. At that stage, it was coming off Common Courtesy, so he had a lot of bangers in the set
0: list. And- was that the time where it was like really fucking hot?
1: Yeah, it was like 40 yeah. degrees. Yeah, oh, yeah. it was fucked up, but the air conditioning was pretty good at the old... <laughs> The yeah, old, yeah the older old Rod Laver at that stage, but like this is like Amity at their peak, coming off like um, let the ocean take me. So you had yeah. all the songs of Young Bloods coming into Chasing Ghosts and the Let the Ocean Take Me, which for me is probably like, the best set that they could do. Exactly. So you had all the bangers in one, and they actually felt at that stage to me like they were one of the biggest bands in the scene, and yeah. that's when they were playing big shows in America and in Europe and. Yeah, from that moment, I really think they've dipped, but maybe that's just me getting old. But that night, fucking special night. Yeah, Good I night. know.
0: Seeing a seeing like band like Amity play in front of that many people, even though if it's not as justified. Yeah. Like, I know some people... It's a huge like, crowd. Dude. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it was a huge show. I remember, like, the hype behind that. was like It was almost like a mini festival in its own right. Now, I want to talk about a show that we both went to. Yes, it's the, the 170 Russell. at 170 I'm Russell. Leaving it for you. Every time I die. Yes. Let live. Counterparts. Greatest bill I've ever seen. Yeah, this... Uh, it's one of my... If I, you know, talk about individual sets is kind of a bit of a different vibe, but if I was to talk about individual sets, this every time I die sets one of my favourites I've ever been to. Best ever. Absolutely, without question. There is something about the amount of songs... There was something... I remember we, like, as soon as they started, I think they started with glitches, um, which is just straight into it. They had no, like, kind of big synth intro that lasted two minutes or anything like that. It was just, like, feedback from guitars, where every time I die, just on, the, and we just looked at each other. We got this mountain of a man playing guitar with a Ride the Lightning singlet who played about 10 shows in four days wearing that singlet every set. So I can only imagine how stinky that fucking thing oh, was. Disgusting. By the time it was done. And just, that was like an hour and 10 minutes or something of just pure, chaos and I just loved it it was coming off low teens of course uh, Let Live weren't in their best form this is this is obviously post like if I'm the Devil. Which, it was on that run. Yeah, so it wasn't as fun. Like, Jason wasn't as wild as what he usually was. and it, But he was, they were still pulling out good songs. And they pulled out the best ones from If I Am the Devil, which is a good album. Like, a good album in retrospect. In the realm uh, of things,
1: not as good as the previous nah, two, but still had enough to actually, for us to enjoy and, it.
0: And Counterparts were just one of those bands, man. Like, well, they were on the up that stage. Yeah. Like, we
1: were still getting into Counterparts. I remember, bloody back in the day, Patty, our old bass player, a good mate. He, um, was it... The Tragedy to Find Us, whatever yeah. that, that album is. And I, I got that around the same time as Separaturna. I'm like, this is a really cool band. But they're like kind of Ghost Inside Light. Yeah. I'm like, they're cool, but do I like them? And then I saw them that night. I'm like, holy fuck, yeah. they're, they're really, really cool. And they opened. like, yeah, <laughs> How yeah. many times the Counterparts going to open again in Australia? You're it's never ins- going to see that. So it's we were insane. very lucky. Because they played on the run for Unify that year. Yeah, they did. That was Unify. That run was,
0: then. yeah. They played the Wednesday, and they played again the next night. And at- Let Live
1: played the worst set I've ever seen at that Unify.
0: Yeah, that was a the bad... The sound was the se- Yeah, the sound was awful for them. I actually felt a little bit bad for that. That must suck, playing a festival, like, traveling so far, and then getting shitty sound. It's like, come on. Like, you know what didn't suck?
1: What didn't I suck? i got a night for you, Nick Brown. Go for it. Were you there this night when... The Living End, great band in um Australian history folklore in the the rock scene. They played an album thing at Corner the the Corner Hotel. So they played every album that they've released, one night each at the corner hotel. I missed out obviously on the self-title because that was impossible to get tickets for yeah. Nick Brown. Then obviously had, you had the roll on and State of Emergency. They sold out pretty quick as well, but Nick. Yeah. Actually no, we went to State, State of, emergency. of Emergency. We both went that night, didn't we? And that has quickly become one of my favourite <laughs> Living End albums, probably because of this night, because yeah. I didn't listen to it a lot coming into that night but after listening to it to prep for that
0: night and then to go into it and enjoy the songs life I love that album still Nick Brown. that was what a the, concept that too. was one of those tours yeah they played that I remember it was in like it was in December and I remember they played, so every night they played an album in full. There was no encore, no nothing. It was just track one through 12 or whatever it may have be. been. And then they went off stage. And it, was, and it
1: sold out so quick.
0: And well, they had so many, the self titled they played about four shows for because it kept selling out. Like the Corner Hotel is like 800 cap or whatever. They would have sold out 12 to 15 shows from that tour. Dude. Like it was insane the amount of shows that they would just keep going. Oh, by popular demand, we've got another one of these, another one of these. And because. As they were doing it per album, it was like if you only had a ticket to the Roll On show and they released a self-titled, we've got to get that one as well. Some people were getting like their later albums that weren't that good, like White Noise or something like that, which is still a fine album. Yep. But they were just getting out it because it's like, well, we just want to see the Living End, and it was just it shows me man, how many bands could play their entire discography live. Like I know that sounds silly, <sighs> but like they don't practice it. Not bands aren't going to practice their no. deeper cuts. Living End just went, we're going to play every single song in our existence. Essentially, it was live. fucked Live, it's a pretty it's a pretty special concert, and they're a special band for that. I yeah. love. That. that was a great night. I got a, um one other one, Nathan. It's another Architects one. Oh, but it's it's one that I kind of I almost consider a sideshow. Um, so the, Amity Affliction had a tour. They played. They played it's off Let the Ocean Take Me tour. They played with Straight from the Path, um, Architects, and I think it was D's Nuts as well. Uh, For memory, those were the three that Amity were headlining. I think if I went to that, or no-, oh, no, I don't think I did. And the. They actually, on a at the corner hotel, they did like a sideshow. Really? And it was architects and straight from the path. So they were headlining those two. Yeah, architect- headlining, yeah. architects were headlining. Yeah, okay, straight sorry, from the yeah. path where, where the support... I think Hand of Mercy might have opened as well. Ooh. But I remember that is by far... And I've seen architects probably four or five times now. It's by far the best i've seen um architects they were way better at this it was an 800 again 800 cap it's the best set list i've ever seen architects play because it was kind of coming off this was still off Lost forever lost together and they were just kind of what a run they were hand picking the best songs from their really earlier albums and it was just one of those um ones where like the hype was so there and i remember mm. like I remember this really well because I remember when they announced this like kind of sideshow in, in its own sense, a lot of people started like selling their tickets because they only wanted to see Architects. And they were just like, well, I don't want to see a 30-minute set by Architects. I want to see an hour-long set at the Corner Hotel rather than a 30-minute set at Festival Hall with shit sound.
1: And such an intimate venue, the Corner. Absolutely. It actually, like actually, you fit so many people into there, but it feels like you're so on top of the band. Yeah. Like, a lot of the venues around... Especially Melbourne, you don't feel that way, but the Corner is unique in that style,
0: and it's one of those sets where like they were they were still playing songs that like some of my favourites of like even if you win you're still a rat and Alpha, Alpha Omega and they were, like songs that they would they wouldn't even get close to touching now. Not like, an actual De- festival run. De- on,
1: a, on a Sorry, on a run with Amity Devil's
0: right. Island as well. Like these these I saw s- that these songs. It's just like. Something about it, man. Like I, I could also go that other Amity show with The Ghost Inside and Baron, yes. Baron and that, which is a classic one, but I feel yep. like I've talked about that one too much. Well, I got the
1: actual Architects one at 170 Russell. No, yeah. not... Sorry, Arrow and Swanson. Arrow, yes. Arrow and Swanson. That that was pre-All Gods Have Abandoned Us, and I got a really good set that night as well because they actually mixed up a few songs there, but um, I don't even remember who supported them that night. All I remember was going down the stairs in Arrow and how hot the fucking venue was and how much I sweated that night. I'm like... That was my first time seeing architects. I'm like, this is really cool, but this is really hot at the same time. And I said, I, I, I'm like, I really wish I saw him at a different venue. but Nick. Yes. Equinox tour. Yes. In Arts Wake. North Lane. So r- going into that night, big <laughs> Arts Wake fan. Yes. Left it. An even bigger North Lane fan. <laughs> and not really an Arts Wake fan, because that was the end for them, really. Like they, they have not recovered from that night. I actually have a theory, Nick. Yes. So from that night. So Refuge is still to me their best song. Yep. It's their most streamed song on Spotify, seven point eight million. Wow. by a mile. That's crazy. You think about that, Northlane don't play as a fucking. What was the song that they played? Hologram, Ec- yeah, what Hologram, whatever it yeah. is. Northlane fans aren't like coming out in droves to hear that song yeah. anymore. In Arts Wake fans are still wanting to hear Refuge on- And they don't play it live, they, do they? don't really play it live. They are still wanting to hear that song, and that's a seller for In Arts Wake, whereas Northland don't need that fucking song. Yeah. They did that as a co-promotion. It was a great show. They did a different concept, having like, what was it? Seven songs, seven songs, seven songs, yeah. seven songs.
0: It's tw- 28 songs between the two bands, and then they Massive. come on for the three, like the- The, the, the big songs together. Like yeah. Band. Like, and, and insane. Like,
1: and like, like I say, Refuge was a brilliant song, and I thought that was the best song on there. It was probably one of my favorite songs of that year, but- Marcus blew fucking them away that night. Yeah. That was the first time I thought Marcus was the man. In yeah. Northland, I'm like, this is really cool. And from that moment, Northland's gone from strength to strength. And In Wake released Ark, turned to shit. Yeah, Kali Yuga was kind of meh as well. I'm just like, the band, is, they seem lost, Nick. They do. They lost forever, lost together, some would say.
0: You piece <laughs> of trash. <laughs> um, I want to talk about another one we went to. Yes. And I love, I love sideshows. Sideshows are so fun. Um, is this what I think it is? It's Billy Talent. It's Sum Forty One at, at the Palais. Oh my God, dude. I, I've look. We we continually said like, yo, know, that offspring Sum Forty One co-headliner could be like the best show we've ever been to, kind yes. of thing. This shows up there, man. Like in terms of just two bands, no support. We're just going to have two, two bands Canadian can, bands too. Yeah, come in, play an hour each. Like we're not we're not going to handicap these bands. Set No. Sum Forty One come out, play fucking hell song first up, and it was just like, <laughs> just like I just what remember, is this? I just remember that happening. I was like. Because I, I wasn't huge on Sum 41. I remember thinking, like, they're yep. a cool band. I liked We're All to Blame, and I liked yep. a few of their bigger songs. Yep. But, like, by the time that set was done, I was like, this is the greatest band of all time. And Billy Talent, we were so high on Billy Talent at that stage.
1: They were alternating nights, Nick. Yes. So, like, can you believe Sum 41 let Billy Talent play after them That's now? insane. Because, like, I can't believe, I looked at that Soundwave again in 2013, Blink-182 and Sum 41 are the two biggest pop-punk bang- bands probably of our generation, yeah. the 2000s onwards. They both played at that festival. <laughs> And just to think about that now it just astounds me. But that night, like you say, that was unbelievable. That year we also saw Linkin Park Stone Sour yes. on the sine wave. That was really cool to see. Chester Live is really cool to, say the that only we got to we see. Really saw, yeah, the only time we ever saw him. Because I remember uh, as a mate in high school named Michael Hare, Nick Brown, yeah. big Linkin Park fan, went and saw him at a, at a live show. And I'm like, what are you doing? Because they had a, the hands band that had been kicked off of everything supporting them I'm like, why would you go watch him that night? But that was coming off, I think, A Thousand Suns. Yeah. And I'm just like, why would you go watch him? And I looked at the set list like, literally a couple of weeks ago recently. And I'm like, holy shit, I should have gone that night. Yeah. And it's same. Like, I look at a gig like, actually, I'm going to move forwards now, Nick. But Enter Shikari. Yes. At the Croxton. Yes. So that was pretty recent. I'd never seen Enter Shikari coming before that. And I knew we were interviewing them on Good Things. So this yeah. is pre-Good Things. This is another side show. But I knew that we were probably going to miss their set at the Melbourne yeah. show. So I'm like, we've got to go see this night. Absolutely. And they were playing with Thornhill, who opened up, were really, really cool. I bought a band shirt for Enter Shikari that night. And I never, never, yeah, ever buy not, band you're not a band shirt. Guy. And I fucking, it was just so cool to see them live. I'm like, Dude. finally get to see him and tick him off the list. And it you was, went to the Brisbane um, good things as well. But that. It
0: yeah. was a weird one. That show was so strange because, like, we'd never get venues there, uh, like gigs there, sorry. But the Crocs thing. And, yeah, and, and it's like, The show wasn't sold out, so it had enough room that we could kind of stand around. Wherever we wanted, yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't like, if you wanted to mosh, there was enough room to mosh. It was just one of those really fun shows where like, I don't like. I know this is definitely old person speak, but like sometimes shows are so cramped and you're just like, "Fuck off, get like, away from go, me, go away from me, kids!" Like, fucking like, sweating you, in the. You arms. don't know where I've been, like, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, there is that kind of element to it, but like that show, and there's another one that I went to. I remember, yes, seeing um Shikari. They they were supported by Hacktivist and Stories for Memory. Ooh, and rem- se- and like Hacktivist, <laughs> I do. I I genuinely fuck. I. Like going through these these kind of finding these shows, oh, yeah. it made me appreciate how good Hacktivist were as a live band. Yes, like just so like bouncy, so fun, mm. like just mm. such a fun band. They're a perfect mosh band. Absolutely, they're the perfect band. Like they're very much like Crossfaith and yes. they're very much like those bands where like you got to see them live and you'll have such a ball. While she sleeps, being another one of those yep. bands, it's like. It's insane. Like, there are so many cool ones like that. And Hacktivist were one of those bands. I, I, I hold very near and dear. You got a couple of locals for me? Local shows. So, I'm, I'm going to Starve Nausea. EP yeah. Well, this year. I tell you what, I can't remember the last time I'd been blown away. By a, a local show? a show. Yeah. By Dude. A, and it's very hard because... When you compare local bands, sometimes you you, under, you naturally underrate it because it's yeah you know, they're local bands they don't how they're supposed to compare kind exactly yeah and then there's people who overrate it as well and go like well you know this it's a local band I'm you know I'm in a 200 cap room or something like that it means it's the best show ever kind of thing and both they're not neither wrong answers So no, the right no. answer is probably somewhere in the middle kind of thing but like that staff show man like I I'm trying to think of other shows that I've been to that I was that like blown away by how impressed I was and just well, to think about that fucking as we'll talk about on Sunday the what we did on the weekend fundraiser to see the bands that are playing that show like oh, that, that has that kind of potential it
1: does yeah, it do because that, that's literally going to be the first time we might see a few of those bands yeah. like since the actual pandemic gets opened back up but dude I remember doing the takeover. We did the takeover the week before that yeah. and like the guy, the guys that did it didn't really say too much about the show thinking like they're not going to sell too many tickets and they were worried. They were they were really worried and I'm like, "Oh fuck. Like we got to go. We're going to go regardless. We love the boys, but to get the reaction, like we got the stories behind the songs, we got to listen to the songs intimately, then to go to the show, which is so damn cool and they killed it and the crowd reaction, I could not fucking believe, it It was literally like watching a knock loose show. The crowd went that fucking acker and I'm just like, oh my God. And like Starve, they've got a. Billing on Unifier From that night Because they had people Coming to watch them They're getting Fucking different tours now yeah. And they might be that band So that was really cool Then another one for you Alright yeah. You want to keep talking yeah.
0: I, got, I, got a, I got a local show for you Yes I got Um, When we played Actually oh no. back Static Revenue Days oh no. And it's a very weird It's actually a full night kind Cool of thing. So we played The Franks of Foreshore Festival Yes Nick. right. And we played With all these local bands That we were really into At the time So yes. bands like Swim, Swim Through Seasons Bands like Everest Bands like Hands of Hope Along yep. Shorelines And it was us And then Ocean Grove were headlining Whew. and i couldn't stay for all of ocean grove i did oh uh, because i had to go to the corner hotel every time i died. and it was every time i died touche amore oh playing God. at the corner and i remembered that was the first time I was off from parts unknown it was the first time i'd seen every time i die alive that's fuck. second time actually i saw him a big day out but i didn't know about them at the yes. time you see him but you're not really paying attention yeah and i remember during the set keith buckley actually said he's like they had a barrier up, but we told them to take it down so you guys could jump on stage. Stage dive. Just to make yep. that punk. And <laughs> I, I don't know how true that is. It's hard to tell. But I haven't seen it. I, every time I go to the corner, there's always a barrier there. Yeah. It's the only show I've ever been to that there's not been a barrier. That's right. And that, that's that's kind of crazy. Did Turnstile, when Turnstile played at corner, did they have I barrier? didn't go to that show. So
1: yeah, I, I was know. there. I don't think they did. Because that, the, that was literally like my introduction to proper hardcore. Because yeah. like... I had people fly kicking fucking like <laughs> the, the big pole there doing suicide dives. It was, mate, it was fucking unbelievable that night. But yeah. like you say, I actually look back to the Grayscale Showcase at the corner yes. as well. Like I know that's kind of like a festival night, but like the bunch of bands we got to see that night was really cool. Deadlights, we got to see a Burden, Antagonist AD. We got to yeah. see Alpha Wolf headline that night. It was a really cool show. mine were really good. Then we got to see a bunch of bands doing locals. Like Whatever Forever got signed that night, played on a little acoustic stage. We had the stuck out singer playing... Couple of songs there as well. It was a really cool night, I just remember enjoying that. It was night. just
0: a really good celebration, wasn't it, of everything that Grayscale had built up until yes. that point. And to see Alpha headline, like I, I know this is harsh to say, but like I know Alpha were the last band to play. But to me, Grayscale as a whole were the they were the it, sellers it was of the, the show draw, right? Yes, like to me, yes. that was what was people were going through to to yes. celebrate what they had built. That being said, have you got a couple of non-scenes?
1: Seen non- shows? Well, it's. I've it, got two. Yeah, please. I got my first ever gig. I thought you could have gone. Your one of your first ever gigs. It was too. hard.
0: Like I wanted to go to the Osprey 2004 Festival Hall, but yep. I don't remember enough about the support bands, and that's the part. Like I know Body Jar was a support on there, and yep. I know there was a band with a piano guy. Yeah. But I just don't remember anything about it. I got mine. Go my my it.
1: first one. Please. I got the Rolling Stones. So yeah, I sang you all the songs off the radio. But then Nick, I got Jet playing yes. off their Get Born album so- cycle tour. So I'm a young impressionable eight or nine year old Nick. <laughs> Knowing nothing about music, just rocking up, just doing my thing. Like I've, I've listened to a couple of pop punk pop punk bands, playing Good child on the drums, doing all these things. The Offspring. Yeah. Then fucking Jet comes out and they play. Are oh, you going to be my girl, Nick? They had the Get Born logo on the drums. It just looks so damn fucking sexy. Yeah. And like my old band, like they were the, they were literally the next big thing. Everyone's talking about Jet. They're going to be the biggest band. Fucking whatever. So, they got their support run for the Rolling Stones, which is huge in hindsight. Like yeah. That's a monstrous tour. So, it was a Rod, I think it was a Rod Labour Arena. They played like three nights, but we went this night, Nick, and seeing them and hearing I get to be my girl, I'll never forget it. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, yeah. this is the greatest thing ever. Then the Rolling Stones come out and start me up, and it's good fun. To say I've seen them is really cool. Yeah. But then. Another one I moved from that night is to the Killers after the grand final. Wow, that's a good 2017 pick. 2017 grand that's final. An ama-
0: that's an amazing pick.
1: Well, that dude is like a childhood dream to yeah. see the Killers. Like, you grow up with Mr. Brightside <laughs> and, like, you listen to the song somebody told me, and it's like, all right, imagine one day we get to see Richmond win a premiership and then they're going to play an hour show afterwards. Yeah. And, like, that was r- literally
0: the coolest you, thing. You couldn't write a script any better than that. Still, to me, I, I you that's, know, p- they, they all say it's Lionel Richie and the Killers are the two best, um, yeah. like, kind of acts at the grand final ever and to say that we not only we got one of them but we got to win that game because if we lost that game we probably wouldn't we wouldn't,
1: probably, have, we wouldn't have been there
0: for yeah, the like, aftermath yeah exactly we probably wouldn't have seen them. and even if we did it would have been pretty fucking disappointing yeah. i tell you i'll tell you a set um, a gig actually just um when you're talking about the rolling stones yes we got to see them, I think at the time it was Etihad Stadium, maybe Colonial Stadium. Oh, is this the U2 gig? U2. The 360. And Jay Z. Oh, fuck. Jay Z supported U2. Jay-Z. How fucked is that? Like, you talk about a double bill. And oh. so, U2 were doing this thing, right? And this is at the time, like, U2 would play stadiums everywhere, right? Yep. Obviously, biggest band in the world was kind it the of thing. the
1: 360 tour or something yeah, like that? I think yeah, so, yeah. yeah, something weird. They, yeah. And
0: essentially, every gig that they put on, they would always make it available that you could get $40 tickets. So, Eddie, yep. uh, essentially saying, like, as if, if long as you make some sort of money, you should be able to come to this show if yep. you really want to. And yeah, I think it was your, uh, our old men that kind of went like, hey, do you want to... Like, we should just go bring the kids kind of thing. Yeah. And we all went and I just... We had the best spots ever too. Dude, it was insane. <laughs> like, I've never seen... I, like, I Look, I can only imagine how... It probably was a lot smaller in hindsight, but yep. because I was younger and a lot smaller myself, like I remember this stage. It was like a fucking spaceship. <laughs> like it was, the, it, <laughs> it was, was <laughs> huge. Nick. It was the most monstrous shit. It was I've the height of Eddie had. I've never seen a fucking thing like it. And look, are you two pretentious as shit? Yeah, but like yes. their live show, especially for our ages, what we were, I fucking loved it. Exactly. Jay-Z Rotality. was awesome. Like, Jay-Z with a was full playing- live band, like. And
1: the band was fucking insane drum for was Jay-Z. Insane. Oh my god, It was a big man.
0: Unbelievable. And it was like and that was the that was the time where U2 were taking on these like other acts. Like Kanye did a lot of um, support. That's how that's how he changed his sound to the graduation sound was wow. that he wanted to go. He looked at U2 and went, "Well, I want to make stadium music." And yep. then that's how graduation he took muse on that uh, U2 did. And that was like muse kind of Black, Black Holes and Revelations era like right before they went absolutely huge, huge yeah. and especially in America and like they're already big in the UK but Exploded, worldwide yeah. Yeah. that was kind of crazy and like you know what Like I know we give you two a lot of shit but the fact that they were taking out these weird acts like that I think that's a huge plus Revolutionary Nick Revolutionary? <laughs> well, like
1: Actually like I'm sure people have combined different styles and genres and bills over the years but like you say to actually bring rappers along yeah. to a rock and roll show is really cool to see and like now you see like cross bills all the time and across festivals and different lineups, but like as you say, you two head of the game, Nick. Brown. Absolutely, good shows. Any other shows? Any
0: other any other ones that come to mind? Like the there are so many.
1: Oh, I've got a stack here. There are yeah. so
0: many sets that come to mind. Where you, I'm you got like,
1: festival sets? You want to uh, go to festival uh, sets? I'll go quickly through a few festies.
0: Yeah, why not? One of my favorite festival sets of all times when I saw Limp Biscuit for the first time, 2012 Soundwave. Um, I never thought. You went before me, didn't you? Yeah. I, I had an eye. The thing about Limp Biscuit was, I thought that I would never see them live. I was pretty content with that. And same with Rage Against the Machine. I, I, because of what happened at the big day out and everything, I was like, they're never going to get invited back. No. And so when they did, I was like, this is the most amazing shit ever. Um, that slipknot, same, same night kind of thing was amazing. But I tell you what, one of my favorite sets I've ever seen was that crossface set soundwave 2015 in that shed it was hot as shit. it was the coolest set i think i've seen them play and I, every time i've seen crossface play it's amazing right yep. they're always 10 out of 10 kind of thing in my opinion but that set i don't know you were there as well i was like, there nick that was just there was just an energy in there it, Mate, was. it was the fact that it was in that little shed it packed was. out Everyone was going nuts. Every song banged. It was just incredible. One of my favorite sets I've ever seen.
1: The set list that night was yeah. what made that actual night. And, like you say, like I'm looking back through festivals as well. And, like, you look back to early Soundwave. I, I, I think of seeing The Offspring for the first time. Yeah. Like, that was I, I, a sacrifice. I regret it to this day. And I've seen Metallica. <laughs> but that wasn't, I didn't know that The Offspring were going to come back. Yeah, at, for what, Tour that year? <laughs> yeah, I, I look back to Big Day Out. Yeah, I look at actually watching. um. A band like Kasabian, like, yeah, like, absolutely. Well, they're a FIFA band, Nick, and like yeah. we, we knew a couple of songs coming in, but they well, were literally they were and, just so and cool to watch. Rise Against from that year, Rise like, Against, one of the most probably, Muse
0: headline that probably night. one of the most impactful sets that we've ever seen is that Rise Against set. Well, right?
1: Can you believe that the following year? I'm pretty sure it was the following year I went as well. Um, the Vines actually opened, opened up the op- opened up the day, That's Nick insane. Brown.
0: Fucking, oh, oh, what are they opening yeah. up? They're like one of the biggest bands on the bill. Well, you, you talk about Muse, and I was like, I remember yes. my, uh, our, I think both our old men went to Yeah, that, they went. And came and to pick us up. I remember my dad, like, he was like, Yeah, good history. Just, He just kind of wanted to go see Muse, and like, he was just kind of interested to see our work And he was kind of a bit like, he'd seen like the live at Wembley thing, and he was like, Oh, it's overdubbed as shit. It's not going to be that good. And he still reckons he's like, That's one of the best sets I've ever seen in my fucking life. Oh, like, it's, it was just like unbelievable. Well, like, man, the, sound, the sound that they can produce, I don't know what it is, like, their sound guy. I don't know how much money they're putting into that it was just insane
1: I actually like I think of it now like when we're older like our old man got in for free do you reckon like if we rock up and like like headline time we could actually walk in a couple of these festivals like (laughs) like, seriously that they just walked in and they fucking watched like the the last three bands but like you say even watching Muse for the first time live, that was when we absolutely frothed them. Um, going back to, I actually look at Invasion Fest, knocked loose in yes. their headline. That oh. was unbelievable that day. Seeing a lot of bands that we love. Daybreak killed it. Bloom killed it. Seeing bands like, fucking, what's that English band? I've lost them on my head. Fucking Mal- Maleficent. Malevolence. Malevolence, sorry, yeah. Malevolence. Like, they absolutely crushed this. I, I didn't know them coming into that yeah. day. I, I went out and I listened to a couple of songs after that. And. What else have we got? But like, isn't
0: it crazy sometimes like you know the first time you see bands I've noticed this a lot of times like it's sometimes same with the first albums you notice from Yeah. Them. It's the first time you see them, it's always the one that memorable with you that I've seen, we saw Rise Against play a headliner the year after that big day out. I up I in the I loved that set. Oh, so good. It's so amazing. But I still hold the big day out one higher because it was just, first that, was, that introduction. was one of our first moshes we've ever been involved in. I saw Muse. I M- didn't know what the fuck a mosh saw, was, Nick. I saw Muse that same year. They yep. played later, probably in December uh, at Rod Labor. You did. You loved him. That stage, yep. Not even close to their big day out. No. Not no. even close because there was just something, there was an energy. And some bands at festivals. They're a festival band. There are some bands who just work at festivals more than they do at their own show because Ross at their the own occasion. show, they, you know, a lot of people have their phones out and there's not as much like crowd activity, not as much moshing or anything like that. Where at festivals, everyone's just kind of there to have a fucking great time. And it's like you. Know, it's almost like you put your last 10% of your energy into that set.
1: Mm, Soho. Soho. Unify. Absolutely. Headlining, couple of blunts. Just thinking back, CJ opening co- or coming out when he returned back to yeah. the... You know, i got a really... Not, it might not be depressing, but it might be concerning. Nick yeah. I don't remember any of the bands from the first Unify. Is that bad? I tell you I, what. I like- remember our mate prancing like <laughs> a fairy through the campgrounds more than I remember any band. I remember Electric Dynamite because at the end of the day, yeah, yeah, we're like, everyone left. Like? We walked to the front of the stage. i like, you used to be my drum teacher, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't remember anything from that. Was it, Did Northlane enter that... Was that Marcus's one yeah, of his? Yeah, that was Marcus's That's first the Only thing Aussie, I remember. Yeah. Thing.
0: I, I I tell you what. I don't remember much more. I remember. <laughs> I remember a little bit of Earth Earthquake. Cooler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> earthquake opened. Yeah, Earthquake yeah, opened. That's all I remember dude. like I, uh, that middle section of the date. Blanked. Absolutely blank. <laughs> like absolutely nothing. I don't know if it's because we're drunk or it's because it's a long time ago or whatever. Oh, I have
1: to look at the actual lineups now to remember yeah. some of these things because like there's an ad on TV at the moment. It's they, they like commentate like play like getting the kick, getting the handball, and like and then it fades, and you're like, oh, kick, handball, and like you forget because you're drinking. Yeah, that's us at Unify. Yeah, so much. It's like I don't remember any of this shit. And like honestly, like it might be bad like when we're older, but that's what Unify is. It's
0: yeah, it is a hundred percent. It's different. Uh, I sure, I'm sure we could go on forever about other oh, there's a stuff. heap. We could C- probably BC, we Eddie could had? probably um dedicate a few episodes to festivals itself. Yes, but um, I feel like we should probably wrap it up at the wrap it up, about Nick halfway. Green. I want to suggest one for next week if that's all right. Oh, yes, go for it. If that's all right, if you don't have one in, in mind. I've got a couple, but yes. I want to talk, last, we've talked about best EPs and we've yes. talked about best debut albums, yes. right? Yes. I'd love to talk about best sophomore albums, the, follow-up the to follow up. The follow ups, debut, okay? Yeah, I like Because that. I like the idea of some bands who started off really amazing, maybe didn't follow it up the best way. Oh, yes. We could talk about that. Or some bands who start off kind of average, or mm. not even average, but like a band like Amity will say who kind of start off, yeah, it's okay. Well, Let Live did that with Fake History. Absolutely, that's the perfect one. It's Sorry, like not not to ruin There's, it. there's <laughs> so many, and like you know, Parkway have Horizons as their second oh, album. It's fuck. like you know, to us, that's so much better. The Young Bloods of Amity, Trophy Eyes, like Trophy oh, yeah. Eyes, It's like with um Chemical Chemical Miracles, Miracle, yeah. Like, there are so many bands and we can talk about both sides of that. How, like, bands who started off a lot better than what they were the second album. There is a genuine thing of second album blues. Yes. They're... Like a really big thing. A lot of bands can't back it up because they have so much information, so, much, so many ideas crammed in their first album that they don't have anything for their second.
1: 20 years of writing going into the first album and yeah. then you got fucking 12, one, Twelve 18 months to write your, your second, and you just don't have the juices flowing.
0: I, I saw someone say that about like stand up comedy. It's like you, it's why everyone first like few stand up specials are the best. It's so because funny. Yeah. That's all through their their whole experiences of life, and then it's like yeah. every year you have to come up with a new one. It's like you don't have the time, or like even though you might be just as funny, it's like you don't have that kind of culture. You haven't lived it no. enough, like kind exactly. of exactly. But um, that being said, knife. Oh, well played, Nick Brown. Well played, knife. A lot of good gigs there. That's a lot of good gigs. A lot of good gigs. We've been to a lot of good shit So many We can talk about best sets as well From other oh, I, like-
1: I literally I had that I, I said uh, underplayed live songs Could be a future Underplayed
0: live songs Yeah I reckon that's a Ooh, good I like that. Yeah, I like that
1: Big one yeah. Well
0: we'll see you guys Sunday
1: Bilsons <laughs>